The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. When his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found with child through the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention, when behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took his wife into his home. The Gospel of the Lord. train workers are right on time. As we begin this fourth Sunday of Advent, this fourth week, this last full week of the Advent season, looking forward to the day of the Lord, we continue the reflection on reconciliation. So I spoke the second Sunday of Advent, I spoke on the way in which Christ came among us the first time of how uh, the infant Jesus taking on our flesh began that process of reconciling all of creation with the Lord God, and drawing humanity to himself by way of his taking on our flesh, but also to join all creation with us in the same. Last week, we reflected upon the way in which Christ, that that reconciliation was waiting for its full completion. Uh, And indeed, we wait for the last day of the Lord Jesus, the day in which he will come in his glory, in which reconciliation will be completed and fully accomplished. And so this weekend I want to reflect on the way in which we come to be with the Lord and to prepare ourselves for that last day. Because indeed, the entire time from the day on which Christ took flesh until the day that he comes again in glory has one single purpose. We fill it with so many things, but it has one actual purpose, and it's to give us the opportunity to encounter Jesus Christ. That's what St. Peter tells us in his letter as well. He says that the, the, the Lord delays so that many might come to know Christ Jesus and be saved. So the Lord delays, he waits for us to come to know him and to love him. Again, we fill it with a lot of things. Necessarily so, in the sense, we get caught up with the things of this life. We get caught up with with our homes, with work, with the things of the world around us. We get caught up doing even good and holy things, spending time with our family and our friends. In the church, we also lose sight of things sometimes, and we get consumed with other things than what is the central reality of what we focus on, or at least we ought to. So often we simplify our Catholic faith into a system of do this, don't do that, rules and regulations. But the reality is, our life is much more than rules and regulations. Our faith is much more than rules and regulations. It's not about busying ourselves about many things, but about concerning ourselves with one thing, just like St. Mary Magdalene. 
to be able to know Jesus, to encounter Christ. And the end, when the Lord comes in his glory on the last day, <clears throat> and we are all judged, or if he doesn't come before our death, at the hour of our death, we will stand before the judge. And our salvation for eternal life or eternal death will come basically in conjunction with one simple answer, our own answer. Remember that Jesus, when he was with the disciples, he was with the twelve after everyone had gone, and he asked them, who do people say that I am? And they began to, to think and to, to respond with the things that they have heard. Some say that you're John the Baptist, come back again. Some say Elijah, another one of the great prophets. But then Jesus responds to that question, which every single one of us must answer for ourselves. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Because the answer to that question determines everything. And it manifests to Christ what he already knows. But it manifests to us and to all of creation something that often can be hidden to us. The answer to the question shows us how much we know God and how much we love him. That's the entire thing. Our entire life. We can have so many things, we can have so many wonderful blessings, but if we never know God, we fall short of our purpose. Fall short of the reason that God has created us in the first place. <clears throat> there are many ways in which we come to encounter God. Many ways in which we come to encounter Christ. In our own church, there are a whole variety of symbols and signs that speak to us of God. We can look to the Paschal candle near the baptismal font. The Paschal candle which is lit on and consecrated on the Easter celebration, the Easter vigil. And a hymn is sung to it, a hymn to Christ. We sing the candle as Christ, the light, come into the world to cast out darkness. The crucifix in the sanctuary that speaks to us of the love of God reminds us of what Christ did for us. We know that in the celebration of the liturgy, the priest acts in the person of Christ. That when the priest says, this is my body, this is my blood, he says it not as himself, but as Christ. Christ who speaks these things. And you, the members of the faithful of God. Members of the body of Christ. To see one another as Christ. To allow Christ who dwells within you to speak to others and to see him. These and many other ways are ways in which we can come to encounter Jesus Christ in this time. But there are two ways that I think, and I would invite you to reflect upon and to really take some action upon this week. The two ways which Christ is primarily with us in the scriptures and in the Eucharist. They're the two main parts of the Mass, the liturgy of the Word and the liturgy of the Eucharist, as is typically, de typically described in liturgical books. The Word and the Word made flesh. In the first reading today, we hear of the, of the prophet Isaiah and he comes and he prophesies that, that gift from God that a virgin will conceive and bear a son and they will name him Emmanuel. God is with us. We heard the fulfillment of that passage in the gospel reading. As they come and the angel appears to Joseph and tells them that Mary is that one spoken of from of old. That Mary, his wife, is the one who is to conceive 
Though a virgin, and to bear a son, God with us, Emmanuel. Use the name in Jesus, because the name means God saves. And God has come to be with us, to save us. When Jesus was about to ascend back to his heavenly father, the end of his earthly life, one of the things he told the disciples was that, I will be with you always. He told the disciples, I believe it was at the Last Supper, that I will not leave you orphans. I will not abandon you. I will be with you always. And again, Christ is with us in so many ways, but most especially and most concretely in the Scriptures and in the Eucharist. What I would invite each of you to do is to spend some time with the Lord this week in those two ways. Again, we know it's the Christmas season. Some of you may still have some Christmas shopping left to do. Some of you may have decorating to do. Some of you certainly may have uh, parties and these kinds of things going on. But we hear all the time that Jesus is the reason for the season, right? <laughs> Except it's the thing that seems to happen the least is the time that we spend with Jesus. We could consume with so many other things. And so my invitation is for you to come and to rest with the Lord. Come and place yourself in the presence of the Eucharist and the church and to sit with Christ, to know that he is with you and to be with him. The church of St. Anne is open all day, each day. The church here is open at various times throughout the week as people are here. I know a number of people have keys, so if anybody's interested, I'm sure you can find one. The church at St. Mary's and New Roads has the Adoration Chapel where you can go and endure the Lord face to face in the Blessed Sacrament. And whichever of those options works best for you, I encourage you to take one and to really spend some time. If the best you can do is five minutes, good. Five minutes is, still, is enough. If you can do more, good. Because it's about the encounter with Christ. It's about speaking to the Lord. And allowing him to speak to us. As you would go to the chapel or to the church, I would invite you to bring along with you a Bible. The written word of God speaks to us, it comes to us and remains with us. Oftentimes, whenever we go to the Lord, we get concerned about so many things. Something's happening? Hmm? Cool. Alrighty. A bunch of people just left in the back of the thing, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's the charcoal. It's been Addiction Sunday. It's the charcoal. Surprise, we're having benediction today, in case y'all didn't notice. <laughs> I didn't, people were pointing, I was like, am I on fire? Like, what's going on here? There's smoke? Okay, cool. Well, maybe the Holy Spirit's catching on us, huh? Oh, well. But indeed, it's good. And again, as I would say, to get back to the, 
right to the point before I get distracted by smoke and fire, <clears throat> is to be able to bring the scriptures with you to the chapel or to the church. Because so often as we go before the Lord, we desire to hear the Lord speak to us. And we desire, we speak to Christ. At least we should. What we see in the Eucharist is not just a thing. It's a person. It's a person who loves us and desires to speak to us. It's Christ our God, Emmanuel. And so, we speak to him. And we look for him to speak to us. Where is the way in which he speaks to us most concretely but in the scriptures? A lot of times we think that the scriptures are hard to understand and I think more often than not we just overcomplicate them ourselves. We overthink things a little bit it seems. But to be able to pick a place and to simply read from the word of God. To start in the gospels maybe and to hear Jesus speak to you. If you want some other place, go to the letters of St. Paul or St. Peter, St. John. Those letters written to other communities like us. And to hear them speak. Go to the Psalms. Where St. Augustine said that the Psalms can capture every single human emotion. And to come and to allow our hearts to be lifted up to the Lord through a psalm that may speak something that we don't even have the words yet. But which Christ does. To go and to speak to him, and then to sit and to listen, to know Jesus, because that's the entire purpose. On the last day, our judgment will not be a surprise to any of us. If we know Jesus, it shouldn't be a surprise that he knows us. And if we don't know Jesus, it shouldn't be a surprise that he doesn't know us. And so we come. We place ourselves in his presence. We come to be with him, who is indeed with us. We pray for the grace to love him more deeply and to seek his face as we go forth from here each day. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, O come, Emmanuel.